Good morning, everybody. I'm honored to be with you. <laughs> so let me start with the prayer. Father God, we just humble ourselves and come before you and pray, dear Lord, that you would teach us, encourage us, and guide us in all things, Lord, and guide us in your love, that we might be a beacon of your love in this world. Speak through this message, Lord. Let it be your message alone. And in Jesus' blessed name we pray, amen. Perfectly perfect love. I know many of you have heard that love has been called a many splendored thing. I'm sure many of you also know that love is deemed one of the most important things in life, in our survival as human beings on this earth. But the question is, how many of us actually feel loved? A recent study reports that 4.4 billion people worldwide feel unloved. In 2018, the health insurer Cigna found that nearly 50% of Americans feel alone. 27% of Americans rarely or never feel understood by others. And sadly, the Gen Z generation, aged 18 to 22, is the loneliest generation. And that was based on a 2018 study. However, we as Christians have this wonderful opportunity to experience genuine love, unconditional love, perfectly perfect love. And that's the title of my message today. So what does perfectly perfect love look like? Well, the Word of God in 1 John 4.18 says, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. And that's the New Living Translation, NLT. Now, Bible commentator David Guzik explains us a little bit, explains a little bit about the word perfect that John is using. In Greek, it's the word teleo, teleo. So he actually doubled the word so that what John was saying was such love, this perfect love, it's perfectly perfect. It is completely complete. It's not a love that has gaps, or it's missing, or it fails you, lets you down, abandons you, forsakes you, divorces you. This is perfectly perfect love, so complete, so unconditional, that it can only come from one source. And we as Christians know the source is God our Father, the triune God. But this completeness of, completeness of love means 
that we also don't cower in fear before God, now or in judgment. And this is because of everything Jesus did on the cross for us. Amen. Amen. So, God is the only one who loves me perfectly. And God's perfect love is the only thing that can take away all fear. God's perfect love takes away different types of fears. His perfect love takes away fear of past consequences. And the word says in 1 John 1, 9, what God does for us about our past. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's from NIV. And then in Hebrews 8, 12, again about the great capacity of God's love and forgiveness, his complete love. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. And I want to share a little bit about my own experience with this kind of love. About 30 years ago was when I came to the Lord. And I had been a person who had gone down many roads, many dark paths. I was on a quest to find meaning, exist, why I am here, why do I exist, love. And you know, as the song goes, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> uh, looking for love in all the wrong <laughs> So um, the, the darkest road that I ended up at was I ended up in a shelter, a domestic violence shelter, with my little baby. Uh, some of you know Lonnie. She was about maybe nine months old. And here we were, the two of us, in a domestic violence shelter because we had to leave the home we were staying in. We were renting a room from friends that I'd known many years ago. And we reconnected when I was in need. And I had found myself in a place where I was abandoned by my fiance. I mean, there was good reason, actually, that we weren't together. Um, my family that was in the area um, said, you know what, this is your mess, you fix it. So don't bring you or the baby here. So I ended up in a place where, in this shelter, where I remember being interviewed and as we were brought in, they asked you all these questions and it really actually felt like, I felt like cattle and I felt like they didn't know who I really was. And they were asking penetrating questions that made me feel like they didn't see me as a unique individual. But at any rate, they accepted Lonnie and I, and they gave us this very nice room in a beautiful safe house in Manhattan Beach, California, which some of you may know it's a beautiful beach town down south. So here we were in this safe house, in the safe room, and the first thing that I could think of was I am done with the world. I can't take the pain that I've experienced, and I can't see my daughter living in the same world. So I began 
to think, what can I do about that? And my daughter, Lonnie, this age, ever since birth, she always had big eyes and she was wide awake eight hours a day. So I was one exhausted zombie mom. <laughs> so in this shelter for the first time in her life, she actually fell asleep. And I carefully put her down, hoping she'd stay asleep so I could think about how she and I could leave this world. And I know Harrison and Heidi have heard this story. And I was thinking about this so clinically. How can I leave with no mess, no pain, because I don't want to hurt my daughter, no noise, no distraction? And all I thought about was, what, how can I do this? And I'm sitting here thinking this Lonnie is asleep for the first time in months. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, great. I'm going to find a way to do this. But miraculously, and thank you, God, I am one of the people that have had the experience, I think as Harrison shared, where God just comes and makes himself so real and present. And the room all of a sudden was surrounded with angels singing in different languages, beautiful praises to God. I mean, unbelievable music, unbelievable choir. And my daughter stayed asleep. <laughs> so this girl, this single mom, decides I'm going to tap. They were here for me to help me know how to do my deed. So I'm tapping the shoulders of all these angels. OK, so how are we going to do this? You know, what's the plan? How are we going to leave the world, Lonnie and I, so we don't have to live in a world that hurts so much? And all of them were pointing to the Lord, praising God. They barely acknowledged me. They were kind of like calling me into praise. And then in the corner, I see this glorious image of Jesus standing there. And the words that, well, first, this amazing beams of light coming out of him, so much light, so much love. I mean, I felt like one thread of light would heal me, oops, heal me and a million people behind me of any pain, any sorrow, any heartache, any illness, any terminal condition. And like, like Saul, I knew I was in the presence of God. I just fell to my feet. And he's, I fell to my feet in this, just showered with his love. And I realized I was in the presence of God. So I am nothing. I bowed to my feet. And I said, oh God, oh God, I don't know how to live in this world. This world is just too hard. And I started telling him about the things that other people had done to me. And like, show me how to live. Tell me what to do. How can I know you? Could I know you for the rest of my life? So in a nutshell, I basically did the salvation prayer. But our God is so perfect that instead of focusing on my pain, he immediately did a, like a slideshow of my life. And even though he was loving me, he showed me all the times that I had hurt others. Like, oh yeah, you're angry at so-and-so about this? You're angry at so-and-so about that? You'll never forgive so-and-so about this? 
and that person and that person. And slide after slide in front of me as I'm on my knees before him, I see me and my sin, my wrongs, the ways I let other people down and hurt them so badly. So immediately I was very humbled and I completed my salvation prayer. Lord, take me and lead me. Show me how to live for you. Forgive me for my sins. Be my God forever. And out of all this love beaming out of him, the only things I remember him saying were, do not be afraid. And I will be, be with you always till the end of time. And that was it. Now, I, some of you don't know this, but I was raised Catholic, and I went to Catholic school. <laughs> and there are a lot of Catholics that love Jesus. My grandmother is definitely one, and so is Mother Teresa, <laughs> and uh, probably a million Catholics. But I remember being lectured a lot and my hands being slapped by a ruler. So I remember the punishment that comes, that fear of punishment, because you don't feel that full love that when you feel so loved that you're not afraid of being punished or let down or hurt, that's a whole other type of love. That is God's agape, amazing love. So God's perfect love, at that point in my life, he took away the fear of the past consequences. And in 1 John 1, 9, the Lord says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And I thank my God that that's the perfect love I was able to experience over these 30 years. And what about what, what else about God's perfect love? God's perfect love takes away fear of the present. He's always watching over us. Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And Psalm 46, 1, again, God's word tells us, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Is anyone in trouble today worried about the present? I pray God is reminding you, he's your very present help. There is nothing too big, too hard for our God. God's perfect love takes away fear of the immediate future. You know, there are maybe some of us that know something big is coming down the pipeline and we don't know how it's gonna turn out. It could be a job quest, it could be a financial crisis. Um, in my case, you know, I'm going to be moving um, residences, so I, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I'm hoping, I'm praying God is going to lead me, and because I know his love is so perfect, so complete, I just gonna, I'm just going to trust him. I'm going to end up in the right place because he's in charge, <laughs> and he loves me completely, complete, perfectly perfect. <laughs> so Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Hebrews 13, 5, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. What a beautiful promise. 
It is sad that so many in the world, they don't have this wonderful opportunity we have to feel this perfectly perfect love. You know, those statistics I shared with you, 4.4 billion people in the world in an international study say they feel unloved. God's perfect love also takes away fear of our eternal future. Matt, one of Matt's songs referenced our Father's house. And in John 14, verses 2 to 3, it says, in my Jesus says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's such a beautiful promise. You know, some of us may have experienced broken relationships. We may not have someone there with us. During the pandemic, how many studies have we heard about where the loneliness in America increased even more. People lived in fear and trepidation, had great anxiety. There is suffering in the world. But we as Christians, we have these beautiful promises that our Father loves us in, with a perfectly perfect love, a love that doesn't give up. Overcoming. <laughs> forget the words, overcoming never-ending reckless love. That's the love of God for us. The love of God that was exhibited in the Bible account of the prodigal son, where a wealthy son asks his father for his inheritance, and then he goes away and spends it on parties and friends, and loses all his inheritance, and he ends up in a place, a Jewish young man, ends up feeding swine. And you know, in ancient times, and I think even today in Orthodox Judaism, you're, you're not supposed to eat you know, swine or pig. You're not roast pork. That's not in the menu. <laughs> not supposed to be with them, and you're certainly not supposed to breed them either. But here he was feeding these pigs, and he realized, I want to go back to my father's house. You know, even the servants eat better than this. I'm eating pig food. So he makes this decision, and I believe as the Holy Spirit leading him, he makes a decision, I'm going back to my father's house. And so he leaves where he's at, and he traverses, and he heads towards his father's house. And miraculously, his father sees far off the son that he's missed so much. And he's looking down the road, and he's thinking, is that my son? Is that my son? That's my son. I mean, imagine his father opens up his arms and he's so excited. I imagine that story where the father runs to the son and embraces him. And that kind of love, that forgiving, unconditional, it's okay, I'm gonna love you for always love. That kind of love is the love of the father. It's that perfectly perfect completely complete. Every part of me is basking in your love. Every part of me can feel love, 
and hence every part of me starts to live love and every part of me starts to give love because we want to become like Jesus and Jesus we know the Bible says God is love so God's perfect love takes away fear of our eternal future so just to count back the different fears that God takes away he takes away the fear of past consequences maybe someone here today has to take that into account and take it in your prayer closet is there something in my past that I'm still afraid about something in my past that I have not forgiven myself for or forgiven someone else God's perfect love takes away fear of the present is there something in your life right now that you're feeling fearful and afraid about not letting the fullness of God's love fill you encourage you support you someone might be feeling fear of the immediate future something as I mentioned coming down the road something immediately ahead of you again remember that God will not leave you he will not forsake you our God is the Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end he knows everything about you and he numbers the hairs on your head who can do that who knows so much about you and again God's perfect love takes away fear of our eternal future we know as believers when we invited Jesus to be our Lord that our lives now belong to him and we know because of what Jesus did on the cross the gap between man and God when Jesus stood on the cross he gave us the bridge for man to be in God's holy sinless presence that's our eternity it's a beautiful eternity maybe you need to be reminded today this world is not our home this is not the end of our story we will be eternally in heaven no pain no sorrow no heartache no cancer no bankruptcy no homelessness no feeling completely alone unloved misunderstood by others what a beautiful future we have as Christians I encourage everybody today and I'm encouraging myself this is not my home one day I'm gonna be with God the Father and I'm gonna bask of all the other believers in his beautiful perfectly perfect completely complete love so I mentioned God knowing us God knows we will encounter fearful times we all just went through the pandemic and we're still there, right? <laughs> With COVID-19. But God knows we will encounter for fearful times. And you know, God tells us, do not be afraid hundreds of times in the Bible. So I wanna leave you with this thought. Do not be afraid. These four words, do not be afraid, in the NIV version, 
appear 423 times and 77 times exactly. In the NASB 20 version, 2020, uh, NASB 2020 version, the, these words, do not be afraid, they appear 267 times and 50 times exactly. And in the New Living Translation, these words appear 199 times and 36 times exactly. So, you know, I think God is really trying to tap us on the shoulder <laughs> to say, do not be afraid. Perfect love expels all fear. to get back to that, that verse. <laughs> such, 1 John 4.18, such love has no fear because perfect love chases it away. And if we are afraid, and it, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love, his perfectly perfect love for us. So... I'm going to pray, and I want to thank you for hearing this story, and uh, thank you for your patience with me. <laughs> so, Father God, thank you so much that you gave us just an encouraging word today about how much you love us, God. You're so good. Help us, Lord, that we receive your love, we live in your love, and that we are a people who give out your love. Thank you so much, God for everything you've done for us and everything you will do for us. And in the magnificent and beautiful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Maria, thank you very much for that. Give me a hug here. <laughs> you know, one thing about Maria, you, you got to love her. Uh, she, she's emotional, but she does it in a way that, I mean, it's just heartfelt. Uh, uh, I'm always amazed. Uh, Whenever I hear it, I mean, she can be calm and all of a sudden tears will be gushing out. I mean, this, I love it. I mean, that's uh, the love of God, she said, the perfect love that transcends all understanding, which flows through you, which flows through all of us if we allow it, right? I love the fact that you said, do not be afraid. Now, if it's telling us between 423 times all the way down to 199 times, what does that say? Let's not be afraid, all right? God is with us. I love what you said. He will never leave nor forsake us. Do not be afraid. Confidence, trust, and faith goes a long way. Thank you for that message.